Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Marini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Dealing with the energy crisis and the rising costs Greek households are facing as a result is at the top of the Greek government's agenda. And this week, we saw Prime Minister Mitsotakis announce a commitment to take action if the EU does not step up to the plate. Yorgia Naku, a political and financial analyst for Macropolis, joins me today to look at how the government is responding to this crisis and examine how it's impacting the country's politics. Yorgia, welcome back on The Greek Current. Good to be back. Yorgia, Prime Minister Mitsotakis's top priority has been how to deal with the energy crisis and the spike in gas prices. And this week, the government said it's preparing a national plan for a quote-unquote decisive intervention in the price of electricity. What's the government planning? Well, I mean, it's not 100% clear yet, but the reports in the press are of some form of cap on wholesale electricity prices. So basically, if there's any price increases beyond a certain point, the state will subsidize the price above that point. I think they're discussing applying something along the lines of what Spain has decided to do at the moment. So they sort of appear to be following this Spanish model. So that's opposed to what they're doing at the moment, which is to subsidize prices on customers' bills. So instead of doing that, they will be subsidizing the wholesale price. And in terms of what the customers will see, that means that the customers won't see any further price rises beyond a certain point, all customers, because right now it's, it's a bit more targeted. So it's a much more kind of sort of horizontal tool. Yeah, a lot of this hinges on whether the European Union will step up and deliver much-needed support to countries like Greece. Is the EU prepared to take such a step? Well, I mean, the EU is meant to decide on this at the end of May. But the proposal that was put forward by Mitsotakis was for a cap on the wholesale gas price. But the noises so far have been negative, particularly from northern member states. And at the last summit, Spain and Portugal cut their own deals. So this sort of southern front in support of this scheme seems to have weakened. And I think Mitsotakis has kind of tacitly almost accepted that and has come out and stated that, you know, in the absence of an EU solution, the Greek government will do what it takes, you know, will come up with its own scheme to manage the situation. And that's why they're sort of started this planning for an intervention in the electricity price. Without EU support, how far can the Greek government really go in order to support households and businesses? You know, is there enough fiscal space to cushion the blow of rising energy costs and to meet key targets that the government has set, such as achieving investment grade next year? So the cost is estimated of this sort of scheme that they're proposing is estimated at around 4 billion euros you know, by the government's figures. And the good news is that in the last few days, there's been positive news on the fiscal front in the sense that last year's deficit has been revised downwards and this year's tax revenues have been revised upwards. So you can sort of see those funds coming together from these sources so that they don't have to, you know, increase the size of the deficit going into the end of this year. But I think, you know, it's fair to say that this is very much a moving target and that the government has underestimated the cost of measures pretty much every step of the way so far. So it's a bit of an open question. And I'm also hoping that they have something else up their sleeve, because what's being discussed really is quite a short-sighted solution. So it might just squeak through this year. But 
you know, the situation that's been created by the Russian invasion of Ukraine and Europe's collective decision to wean itself off Russian natural gas really means that high prices are likely to persist for quite some time. And so really, I think a situation where the national budget keeps picking up the tab is not realistic because it'll create a permanent drag on fiscal performance. So sooner or later, I think there's going to have to be a rethink of the design of the electricity markets and also sort of a hard look at the National Energy Plan to come up with a more sustainable solution. The National Energy Plan has been front and center since the invasion of Ukraine, and we've heard the government announce plans like reopening exploration for hydrocarbons and keeping lignite plants that were scheduled to be shut down online. Where does this fit in this broader discussion here? Yes, I mean, that's all necessary, reviewing the National Energy Plan. But um, I think there's a few weaknesses in the approach that the government has taken so far. One of the key weaknesses is that it looks mainly at the supply side. So it basically looks at how it's going to like for like replace Russian natural gas with natural gas from other sources, you know, be they domestic reserves that are yet to be explored or pipelines or, you know, in the shorter term, just more LNG, you know, certainly looking at pipelines and domestic exploration of longer term projects. I mean, we're looking at lead times of, you know, three to five years at the very least, if those projects are proven viable. So if adequate reserves are found, if they're uh, economically sustainable, you know, if somehow there is agreement to build the East Med, both on the cost front and the geopolitical front, which is still an open question. We're still talking about five years in the best case scenario to bring those things on stream. What hasn't been looked at, in my view, in a critical enough way is the role that natural gas is playing in the National Energy Plan at the moment, which is gas as a transition fuel to renewables. I think enough has come out at this point that shows that that is actually creating a stumbling block rather than a transition and that it might actually be holding back the development of renewables and certainly sort of, you know, the balance between gas and lignite hasn't really been explored deeply enough. So, you know, is it wise to keep building gas power stations and keep building gas networks in the country to increase dependence on natural gas? Or might it be wiser to just rethink that altogether in view of the fact that there's going to be higher competition for natural gas, the prices are going to stay high and probably for years to come? You know, is it perhaps time to just really look at that with a fresh pair of eyes? Yorgia, the cost of living crisis has become a sore point for new democracy as opinion polls consistently show that most voters feel they're not receiving enough help. Are these plans, you know, including the minimum wage hike that was announced this week, also part of a broader effort to win back voters and possibly stymie the opposition? Uh, of course. The cost of living is currently the top concern for voters by a wide margin. I think there's been several polls over the last few weeks that say something like 80% of voters are dissatisfied with what's being done so far. And that includes a big chunk of New Democracy's own voter base. And New Democracy has been slipping in the polls in a way that it hasn't done previously. I mean, you know, it's been remarkably resilient so far through the pandemic and so on, you know, not holding on to all of its initial support, but certainly kind of 
hemorrhaging slowly. It's now slipping a lot faster. So I think it definitely sees the need to come out with these announcements to show that it's, you know, on top of things. Both Syriza and Kinal, the two main opposition parties, have been critical of the government's reaction so far. And they seem to have their eye on the next elections. Is there a possibility that early elections could be on the cards? I mean, there have been rumors of early elections in the air for several months now. And the Mitsotakis and the government have consistently denied them, saying that they're, you know, really intent on serving their term and completing their program. And Nea Democratia has lost its comfortable lead in the polls. The early election scenario has become less appealing, particularly in light of the fact that 2023 is likely to be a a difficult year fiscally because EU budget rules are going to tighten again and spending is going to have to be reined in. So that would be expected to kind of not help the government's popularity. Having said that, right now, there seems to be kind of a, a sweet spot emerging for new democracy, potentially in the autumn, particularly if there's a good tourism season this summer and things are starting to look a bit rosier on the economic front. You know, it might be a chance, there might be a window there to cash in on what's left of its political capital before having to publish what will almost certainly have to be a, you know, an unpalatable budget. So I think that's where the discussion is starting to return again. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. Yuria, thanks again for joining us. Always great speaking with you. Likewise. In other news, Osman Kabbalah made his final appeal for freedom on Friday at the culmination of a years-long trial that has come to define Ankara's tense ties with Western allies in the wake of a failed 2016 coup. Kabbalah has been jailed for four and a half years without a conviction and denies the charges brought against him. The European Court of Human Rights and activists say the case is politically motivated and symbolic of a crackdown on dissent under President Erdogan's rule. The verdict and sentence, expected to be issued by a panel of three judges on Monday, could see Kabbalah jailed for life without the possibility of parole if found guilty. Finally, MQ-9 Reaper unmanned aerial vehicles of the U.S. Armed Forces will be operating in the coming weeks from the Hellenic Air Force's 110th Combat Wing at Larissa Air Base. The MQ-9s are returning after almost a year and a half to facilities which have been further upgraded under the U.S.-Greece Mutual Defense Cooperation Agreement. The United States is investing a total of $33.5 million in the base so that the 110th Combat Wing can host technologically advanced platforms now and in the future. For the Hellenic Air Force, the presence of the MQ-9s has added significance given the ongoing negotiations between Athens and the Pentagon for the supply of the UAVs to Greece. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.